Evolution.org podcast coming your way, guys and gals. Episode 430. Steve Shmi here and the Rickster Ricky V, as in Valor, R O C K. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So, today we're doing a special episode. Whether you're a female, whether you have a relative who's a female, whether your spouse is female, a lot of people come to us and they say, Look, I'm trying to get my friend, my cousin, my wife, my girlfriend into fitness, and she needs your help. A lot of females out there listen to this show. We have a lot of loyal female listeners. So this show is for all of you out there as females, right, Rick? So you want we want to help you take things to the next level. Yeah, so this show is for the ladies. We're doing one today. All for you ladies out there posting up some pictures on your Instagrams and trying to get that trophy. Maybe you're just a lady who's trying to stay sexy for your hubby. Whatever the situation is, we're going to focus this podcast on you guys. And this is a, a podcast about the chemistry of muscle building. So most of the podcast is going to be about the chemistry of muscle building and how it applies to females. At the very end, we'll throw in some stuff about training and a little bit less about dieting. All of that kind of information is, is already sort of out there, how to diet, how to train, all that stuff is out there. But we have some a couple of unique perspectives, uh, Steve and I, on, on training for a female and dieting for a female that we'll just kind of share with you. And you can adapt those ideas to some of the influencers, some of the stuff you're already following. But yeah, I'm going to talk about PEDs, drugs. We'll talk about them, them drugs. And... Um, the first part of it is, I'm going to start off, is should you be using PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, you're female, should you even be using them? And we're going to get into what the best ones to use are, but let's figure out, uh, lady, if, you're, if you should be using them. Now, if you're listening to this podcast because uh, your boyfriend or someone, some guy's trying to get you to do them, you, you might not want to be doing them. You know, if, if this podcast is to convince you of that, uh, that's why you listen to it. might not be for you. You need to have been consistent in the gym. Five years, training, making this a lifestyle. You know, there is, there is a... a there is a special something that happens inside of you when, when you, when you train hard, when you, when you lift the weights, when you push yourself, it's a little something that sparks inside of you that makes you want to do it more and come back day after day. And all of us that are into our fitness grind, into taking care of our bodies, we know what that itch feels like. And not everybody gets that, you know, it's not, not, not everybody when they push themselves, feel the need to keep coming back. And if you're one of these females that gets that, that gets that rush after when she, after the training, during the training, when she's training hard, if you're one of these females then, and you've been consistent on your grind for a while, then you, you should be, you should be pretty good too. That's a good check. Check that off. You've been training 
three to eight years, three to five to eight years. And I only say three because I'm going to toss something else in there for you guys about three, but five, eight years of, of natural training where you've made some progress, when you, where you've, you've stayed consistent, even though uh, you haven't been using any drugs. So that, that, that's one. Two is if you are actually trying to do something with this, you know, maybe you are Instagram modeling, maybe you want to get on stage that's another check where it would be really kind of justifiable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally, and again, this is, you know, each female to her own, but I wouldn't, as a female, I wouldn't maybe risk my voice deepening or my clit enlarging or growing more hair just so I can just be someone for, for my guy, you know, just, just that. And I'm not doing much of anything else with it. I guess, look, I guess men, we, we put up with a lot of crazy side effects. Fuck the crazy side effects with the doses men use. Just to sometimes look good for our wife and just be big Bob at the office and never do anything. Never take a fucking selfie for Instagram. Never do anything more than just be brolic at the company picnic. So I guess men could do it, women could too, but it's, it's different. You see, once your voice deepens up, once you start growing hair in places that weren't growing before once you clear and larges i mean one thing to to know about know is that once you get off the steroids some of these side effects can be long lasting you know some of these side effects can stay with you for a long time even after you get off the steroids and so unless you have a really really good reason to risk all of that just stay natural stay natural and and we're going to talk uh, uh, as the podcast goes on about what are some of the safer, less side effect causing drugs that females are using right now to, to get to where they need to get. And then we'll, we'll get a little bit deeper into female competitors that are competing, are willing to risk way more in order to, to win, you know, to have the will to win. So are you committed and are you on the grind with your training for years, consistent, consistent for years. Are you going to do something else with it? Is there taking these drugs will, will it lead you closer to a, a definite finite goal that you might have or career path? I, I would like, I wouldn't advise any females close to me that aren't aren't in the industry somehow to take any PDs because there's just no fucking reason. There's no reason. But if you were just a, a hobby enthusiast bodybuilder and, and you just want to keep making progress and you've been training five, eight years and you just kind of plateaued, my dear lady, then we're going to start off telling you some of the safest, most non-impact and still unnatural like once we these compounds we're going to describe right now you're not natural anymore at that point you are unnatural and you know you, you you've taken the step into the dark side but we're going to start off with the ones that are less side effect causing for females and then we'll get a little bit deeper into some of the stuff that the competitors do which i can i can talk about i've dated a few so steve get us started with some of the safer practices safer 
drugs that are still more than just a, an over-the-counter supplement, but you're getting deep into the drug realm uh, for females. And then we'll, we'll stack them together with some of the riskier stuff. And then we'll go on from there. So what do you got? Steve? First off with females, more than males, it's extremely important, important for using anabolic steroids or SARMs or anything out there. That's a PED that you're getting legit product. Because what happens is with SARMs, most SARMs are faked as pro-hormones. So you're a female and you're taking SARMs. And you're like, oh, I'm taking SARMs. I'm going to be safe. It's not going to give me side effects. And you start getting side effects really, really bad because you're really taking a pro-hormone. Same thing with steroids. You think you're taking a mild steroid that's safe for females, but you're really taking something else because that source is faking what they're giving you. That happens all the time. With men, if men get screwed and take the wrong thing because the source is dishonest, they'll get some side effects. Worst case, they might get gynecomastia, but it's not necessarily the end of the world. But with females, if you take the wrong thing, even for a week or two, it can really screw you up. So you want to make sure you come on our forums, you find legit sources to get this stuff. Now, the main steroid, the most popular steroid that females use is Anovar, Exandrolone. And that's because Anovar is extremely mild. It's not going to cause those androgenic side effects. And when it comes to men using Anovar, it's considered, quote unquote, weak. So for females, you get ex excellent results running 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams, some females go to 12 and a half milligrams per day of Anovar, and it's safe. If you get legit Anovar, it's safe. It's not going to give you nasty side effects. You can get tremendous results running it for five, six, up to eight weeks. And of course, you're going to need to run your liver support. You're going to have to run your N2Guard with it because it is liver toxic. That's the main issue you need to watch out for because Anovar is liver toxic, even though it's a mild steroid it's still going to cause a liver strain because it is 17 alpha alkylated. So the other oral this, that I would say is more popular with females and a lot of coaches are recommending it is oral primobolin. Now the difference between oral primobolin and Anovar is oral primobolin is not 17 alpha alkylated. So it's not going to be liver toxic as liver toxic as Anavar, not even close. But with that, it's going to get destroyed in your body. So you're going to be running it and you're not going to get much out of it. So for a man to run oral primobolin, you're not going to get much results at all. So I don't recommend men ever touch it, but for women, because it's got such, it's so weak in the body that you're not going to get any sort of issues. It's much more safe to mess around with it. So, you know, we're going to kind of get into, into that. Um, usually for women, you know, something like 50 or 75, some women go as far as hundred milligrams a day of the oral primobolin. So, and it's going to be, you know, weaker than the injectable form. So that would be something 
that you could kind of look at. The third one that I've seen women run in terms of an oral before we get into some of the drugs that women are taking is going to be Winstrol. And I've seen Winstrol with women. They run at about five milligrams a day with Winstrol with men. It's got a lot of harsh side effects. So for women, it's going to still give you a lot of issues. It's going to throw off your cholesterol levels. It's going to dry out your joints. It's going to mess with your head hair. It's going to mess with your skin. It's going to do a lot of things in your body. So women typically only run two and a half, maybe five milligrams a day, maybe seven and a half milligrams at the most, but it's a much more risky steroid. Uh, Winstrol is also 17 alpha alkase, so it's very liver toxic. So you want to be, be careful if you're running Winstrol. It's not something I would recommend if you're you know, new to, to this game. Winstrol, that would be something, another option for you. How about you, Rick? What do you got? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to scale it up quite a bit back from you, Steve. Uh, um, as far as the safest drugs that are going to give you better than natural results. Okay. Um, As a female, you're just looking for something to give you a real edge, like basically help you build more mass than women could normally build and, and get leaner, get down to lower body fat percentages without your body trying to, um, trying to bring you back up. You know, once you, once you start to really get low in your body fat percentages, your body starts to fight it quite a bit in different ways. And, and it, it, with women, it happens in the higher body fat percentages than it does with men. And this is why you have to get more creative and, and go through a little bit more pain to lose the last, the last few pounds than you do when you're really overweight. So Cotterine GW, it's a great, great, great product for females. It's not going to cause any issues with thickening of the voice, enlargement of the clitoris, additional hair growth. It is going to make it way easier to lose body fat and also is going to give you a performance enhancement in the gym. It's going to make that cardio much easier to get through. It doesn't have a, a really, a real effect on your muscle mass, but I kind of, uh, in my mind, I kind of theorize that GW is making it a lot easier for your body to get those fat calories burned get those calories out of the fat cells a lot quicker. And so the body won't quite resort as much to, to taking energy that's stored in the muscle cells already. If you get where I'm going with that, you know, you makes that fat way more available for fat burning. And so as long as you're in a caloric deficit and you're taking the GW, GW is kind of the, the signal to, for your fat cells to release stored energy into the bloodstream. Now, if you're in a caloric deficit, your muscles will eat all that up. If you're not on the caloric deficit, that, that those calories will, will float around and then they'll get deposited elsewhere. But I think that's kind of what's going on with GW. I think it's a great one for females. It does help with retaining mass a little bit in a different way than say Anavar would. Anavar attaches to androgen receptors, causing the cell to be prioritized anabolism to keep stronger, to, to build better. 
And so if you are in a caloric deficit, your catabolic steroids that your body produces won't have a, a real effect on, on the muscle cells, right? That's, and, but the way I think GW is doing it for, for the ladies and for men too is it's just kind of making those fat cells release that energy a lot easier. As long as you're in a de- caloric deficit, it's going to get burnt up. If you wanted to add something that would actually help preserve muscle mass through the androgen pathway, kind of like Anavar does, but a lot less side effects, Osterin, MK, MK, that's also a great one. I would, for most females out there that are afraid of side effects, I would favor Osterin over Anavar. And I've said it on the podcast a hundred times minimum. Anavar is the only steroid any female should be looking at using. Unless you're, you know, you need to get high top level competitor kind of stuff. But to to look better than, than you would in your wildest dreams, ladies, Anavar is about as much as you ever would need. And again, depending what better is. You know, if you want to look huge and, and win trophies, it's a different, it's a different better. <laughs> but Enka. Great, great, great anabolic. I think works great for females. IGF-1. GH, growth hormone. Also great for the ladies. It's good stuff. And it won't create any of those side effects that we worry about with anabolic steroids. Now, getting into the next step. Now we're still not on stage, right? Like you're just, you're still a hobby fitness enthusiast. Anabar, Anabar five milligrams. If if that's not strong enough for you, at this point in today's age, look, stacking more Anabar, ten milligrams, fifteen milligrams, then you'll start to notice a little bit more side effects. You might you might actually notice your voice get just a little bit coarse. Let's just start going to 15 megs of or you go above that. Instead of adding more Anavar, you could just add Osterin along with the Anavar. They'll do well together and the Osterin will be as strong. Now, obviously, again, repeat it because I've said it on the podcast, SARMs, Osterin, GW, these are all new drugs that have only been around for a decade or so. We don't really know any long-term effects from them. The way we do it, Anavar has been around since like the late 60s. You know, it's it, and it was approved for human use at one point, and it still is. As a matter of fact, you can still get a script for Anavar. These SARMs have not been approved for human use for human consumption, and we don't know the real long-term side effects of them. And, and I feel I got to repeat that because there might be some females that are going to listen to this podcast and only this podcast from our series because it pertains to them, and maybe they haven't heard me. Maybe they haven't heard me say this before, but. None of the SARMs have yet to be have yet been approved by the FDA for human consumption for prescription. Pretty much all the steroids that are out there now at some point were were approved for human consumption. And, and look, Anavar, it's it's got such a so much close, so close molecularly, structurally so close to say testosterone or your own estrogen compared to. Osterin. Osterin, it's just 
it attaches to to the same type of receptors, but the structure itself it's it's alien. It's it's synthetic. It's it doesn't appear to exist in nature anywhere. But Anamar, the structure itself is very very common. We don't we don't know that that any that any uh, organisms make oxandrolone. Obviously, not with the methylation uh, attached to it. That we don't know of any organisms that make it, but at least it's close to what we already have, and, and it's been proven. So, Anovar, good, good steroid, good, good thing going. And look, if if you're competing or trying to get some IG grind, then maybe Winstrol, then maybe Winstrol might might be a good option. I think once you get into Winstrol, then you might see hair growing in places you don't want it to grow, and maybe a little bit of hair falling off in places you didn't want it to fall off. You you can get into that into that realm of things and definitely the voice you know if you fit, felt a little bit coarse on 15 megs of anabar you do those same 15 megs of winstrol <laughs> way more so definitely i think gw ostrin for females starting s4 it's also pretty decent for female starting I wouldn't mess as a female with RAD or YK11 or any of those. I think those you're getting into the stronger realm with side effects. And also, we've got a podcast called Anavar Can Kill You. I think Steve can do me a favor and as I'm yapping over here, he can look it up for us and tell us what number that was. Um, Clembutor can kill you. If not, I'll edit it in later. But and in the podcast, we don't suggest anybody use Clembutor because quite simply using a strong stimulant like that to make up for the fact that you've had shitty kind of diet. It's not, it's not cool. It's not, it's not the way to go. And so we don't, we don't, uh, we don't promote it. We don't talk too much about clam butyl use, but 324, 324, 324 clam can kill you. Okay. Episode 324 evolutionary podcast. You go to evolutionary radio.org on YouTube and then put number 324 and it'll pop up. But clenbuterol actually works, in my opinion, works a little better on women than it does on men. Okay, I think clenbuterol works a little bit, just just a little bit better on women than it does on men. Just like it, it works better on on horses and cows than it does on men. Okay, I think women, I think clenbuterol for a female is more anabolic, more uh, more muscle sparing, maybe muscle gaining. Than, than, um, than it is for a man. I think if you're a dude, you might not quite notice way much of a difference using clenbuterol for muscle building. Um, definitely for fat loss has been proven for, for, for kind of muscle building, um, but a female would notice it. And clenbuterol is another drug that it, it's got his whole his whole different set of dangers. Like it could enlarge in your heart. <laughs> you know, clenbuterol's got his whole set of dangers. You know, if you use some like research chemical clenbuterol and you take too much, you might be going for a trip to the hospital, right? Like it's got his own set of problems, but it won't make your clit bigger. It won't make your voice sound coarse. It won't give you hair growth where you don't you don't want it to be growing. So Clenbuterol, because of the additional benefits that a woman kind of enjoys from clenbuterol that dudes, guys, we just don't kind of see, I could probably kind of see why 
the female that doesn't want to use Anavar, uh, doesn't want to risk it with Winstrol, doesn't even want to risk it with the, with the androgenic arms like Ostrin or whatever, might use Clenbuterol instead of. A guy, I would say, dude, just fucking pump some Anavar and, and cut down. Fasting, you know, just don't be a fucking baby and, and go through the hunger. Don't take a fucking stimulant, right? But that guy can do 50 grams of Anavar with, with testosterone. He's just going to be more manly. A female, on the other hand, if you're trying to choose between clenbuterol and Anavar, you know, or clenbuterol and Winstrol, uh, for fat loss and for, for, for getting tighter and leaner, uh, there might be something to consider there. Again, clenbuterol com- comes with his whole set of problems and his whole set of side effects. But you're not going to sound like me. You know, you're not going to sound like a dude. And you're not, you know, your, your clitoris is not going to get bigger and you, your, your face is not your facial structure is not going to change you know your your jaw muscles are not going to blow up on clenbuterol it's it's a at a small dose it might not actually be a bad bad drug for women so that's that's kind of what i have for like really beginners and look girls um you don't need all you're trying to do is gain some muscle mass lose some body fat and maybe work out a little bit better and longer. You don't need four, five, six, seven drugs to do that. One or two will do it. One or two will do it. You know, GW will help you with endurance and will help you with fat loss. Uh, muscle gains, you can have a uh, ostrin uh, to help with muscle gains, maybe a little bit of Anavar. Shit, even clenbuterol will help with muscle gains. And shit, clenbuterol will help with muscle gains and fat loss. How about that? You know, so there's some options there. And clenbuterol will enhance performance too. It's a kind of like an old hitter. So there's some there some options there for you that are are very kind of low impact. And Anavar, as long as you keep it under under ten megs, uh, it's you know it's good. Again, this is if you're a female going to competition and you got a coach, you're listening to this and you're like, well, my coach has got me on Anavar, Winstrol, and Oral Primo Bowling. That's usually what these cookie cutter fucking coaches put their female competitors on. It's just bar winnie and oral prima boom right and they usually sell it to the girls themselves um but but uh you know we're, we're discussing right now uh low kind of start women that don't want to give up being real feminine over this this kind of lifestyle you have what do you have steve for the next level for the females that are willing to to risk uh looking and sounding a bit more more masculine and are willing to, to take on some of those side effects to get just to just convert their body to, to something way, way different. What do you, what do you, what do you have for them? And then I'll, I'll chime in after you. Well, testosterone is one of the ones that I know some females that they propionate, right? Propionate, right? Well, it just depends on the situation. Um, there are some females who are getting on testosterone replacement therapy, just like men. So they'll run the long ester testosterone. And then the females who are taking things to the next level. And I know some of these females, you know, they end up with the wider shoulders. They end up with the muscles. Like when they are talking to you, you can look at their arms and it's like, wow. It's like, they've got, definition in their arms it's not love that. feminine love that it's not like a 
you know, feminine look, they've got definition in their legs, their calves. So those women, you know, and I've talked to them about what they're running. They are running some testosterone, maybe 50, 75 milligrams a week. And at the end of the day, also things like decadurabolin are run by some women. Decadurabolin is a mild steroid for men, but with women, decadurabolin is testosterone with an atom change. The and, atom and, change and uh, nandrolone is, is is naturally occurring in the body. Um, some nandrolone is detectable in in pregnant female uh, urine tests, and and so nandrolone actually is a hormone your body makes now in deca they we attach the the decanoate ester to it and your body doesn't make a decanoate ester it only makes the nandrolone a little bit but nandrolone is uh is a steroid that is flowing around a female's body when she needs to synthesize protein you know and <laughs> probably more than ever uh and so that that just wanted to toss that in for for, for you guys to understand Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, too, Masteron is another one. It's a hardener. And female competitors, they'll run that. It's a straight DHT derivative. There's not going to be any type of estrogen issues with Masteron. It's just a hardener. So if you see those women who've got the definition and their muscles are really, really hard, there's a chance they're running some Masteron, maybe 50 to 100 milligrams a week of the Masteron. So, you know, those are the main steroids that we see women using. And, you know, Rick mentioned also the Clombuterol. The reason Clombuterol got really popular back in the nineties, well, celebrities were running Clombuterol. A lot of movie stars, singers, I believe Britney Spears was, you know, ran it. Um, so that got popular, but it really is a shitty drug for females to run. And just as shitty as it makes men feel, it's going to make you feel crappy when you're taking this stuff. You're going to get the shakes during the day. You're going to feel hot all day. You're going to have trouble sleeping. You're going to be anxious and nervous on it. So it really is a crappy way to lose weight. So I'm not a fan of, of clenbuterol for, for females or men. But at the end of the day, as Rick said, some, some people react really well to it. Some people react really well to it. Also, DMP. DMP is something a lot of females bring up. They come to the forum, they want to take DMP. DMP is a very dangerous compound. And DMP can literally cook you from the inside. If you take too much of it because you maybe your source overdoses it or you're, you do a mistake and you take too much of it, you can literally cook from the inside. It's got such a long half-life that even if you get to the hospital, the hospital is going to be like, you know, we can't do anything for you because it's going to take 24, 48 hours for this stuff to be out of your system. So literally the only thing they can do is stick you in an IV and cover you with ice to try to cool you down because you literally cook yourself from the inside. So please, 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 please do not mess with DMP as a, as a female or as a man. I, I highly recommend don't go near that stuff. Because some, maybe a boyfriend will, will tell you to run DMP because he's running it. Or maybe a girlfriend of yours will tell you, hey, you know, I ran this DMP. I got good results. You should try it. No, don't just say no. 
no reason to run DMP. There's much safer options for females. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's, you know, if you look at some of the other steroids that women may use, um, you know, we talked about it, nandrolone phenylpropionate, and then you have decadrobone. They're both nandrolones. The decadrobone has a longer ester. Nandrolone phenylpropionate and PP has a much shorter ester. Another one too, equipoise, boldenone. It's a pretty mild steroid and it can give females really, really good results. Again, you're going to run 50, 75, maybe 100 milligrams, maybe 125 milligrams a week. That's it. You don't run, run too much. Another one too, um, it's another oral that we didn't mention, Rick. It's Toronobol. And Toronobol, T-Bol, Toronobol was used by the East Germans. A lot of females have used Toronobol. There's definitely yeah. plenty of females using Toronobol, have used Toronobol. So the, the East Germans were given Toronobol, the Olympians were given Toronobol and they did extremely well uh, back in those days. I think it was like the sixties or maybe seventies and they did extremely well on it. And that was what they ran. And so with T-Bowl, it's basically no androgens, straight zero androgen. And then it's, it's, it's anabolic. So it's going to be an option. It's a more hardcore oral. There's just something about it that is like more than Anavar. It's with females. It's there's something, something with it. You know, it's very, very bizarre. Even though Anavar on paper is way more anabolic and even more androgenic, for some reason, Tyrannobol just gives more of a punch than Anavar does just has to do with the structure. So, and then I've also, you know, I hate to bring this up, Rick, but trend, Trenbolone. I've seen some women, believe it or not, who have run Trenbolone. And Trenbolone is an extremely, extremely risky steroid, even for men to run. On paper, it's five times more androgenic, five times more anabolic than straight testosterone. And, you know, what, what they are on paper doesn't necessarily transmit to real life, but with Trembolone, it does. Trembolone is extremely harsh. So females who run Trembolone, you can definitely expect the masculine traits, the viralization issues, the, your voice deepening, enlarged clit, the facial and body hair increase. And then the other side, myriad of side effects that have to do with your organs, your kidneys, your heart, your liver, et cetera, et cetera. Tremolone, really, really a hard steroid. You must know what you're doing if you're going to go near trend. And you must run trend ACE because it's a short ester. And if something goes wrong, you can stop taking it and it'll be out of your system. You know, I just, I got a terrible Tremolone story with females real quickly. Back in the days, 20 years ago or so, Tremolone had been taken off the market. Uh, the last time it was available was uh, Parabolin in, in France. And it was available in cattle pellets called Phenoplex H. And guys were getting the cattle pellets, putting them through a process to extract the Trembolone and make it in, into an injectable oil. It was Trembolone acetate. It should have yielded about 75 milligrams per, per cc if done properly. And you, you, know, you can do the math by how much how much trembling was in the whole cartridge and then how much liquid you dissolved it in. 
anyway, uh, a lot of guys would have their uh, their fitness uh, girlfriends and they'd give them half a cc of that tremble on acetate once it was done just to see if they got a good yield, a poor man's way of seeing it. And the way you would know is about 24 hours after, after t- about 24 hours after that little half a cc of trend shot, which only, it's only the system about three days. It's not great, nothing crazy. But after about 24 hours, her clitoris would be extremely sensitive, like walking around or even just just underwear being too tight um, would be incredibly would be incredibly uh, sensitive to the touch, and it would it would last about once after the onset. It lasts about another twenty four hours, but Tremblone is just that it's just that darn powerful that you know thirty milligrams um, of uh, of acetate you'll i mean it's very pronounced <laughs> the, the the clit will swell up just a little bit not permanent growth just a little bit swollen and and it'll be incredibly sensitive uh so so that's just a, a quick uh, trend story from a couple of decades ago uh what i seen some uh, meatheads talk about on the forums obviously right i never did anything like that so next topic we're going to get into with females is going to be working out. So I notice in the gym, females that work out are extremely dedicated. I see the same women day in and day out. Whenever I'm there, they're there. Whenever I leave, they're still working out. A lot of women take this much more serious than men, I've noticed. So the dedicated women are much more dedicated than the average guy in the gym. I think we can all agree on that if we go to a gym because we know these females who are legit. Now, the big misconception out there, Rick, is that lifting weights will make a female bulky or make a female look more masculine. And look, we just went through talking about PDs and how certain PDs can cause those traits. So if you're a woman and you're just lifting weights naturally, okay, it's not that easy to put on muscle. I mean, look around the gym. Even the men in the gym have a hard time putting on muscle. So you really think that you're just going to go lift weights as a female and magically put on a ton of muscle? No. The women that you see who look really muscular and who are incredibly strong in the gym they either have top 0.1% genetics or, which is more likely, they're taking the PEDs that we had just talked about. Not just the lower-end PEDs, the safer ones for females. They're taking the more harsh steroids, the trend, the testosterone, you know, the, the, you know those, those types of steroids. So you don't have to worry as a female, oh, I'm not, I don't want to lift weights because I'm going to get bulky. It's just not true. It's just not true. Building muscle, you know, is not going to happen like magic. So what you can do, though, is tone. You can add some good quality muscle mass. That's not going to make you look masculine. And you can also, you know, increase your strength, strengthen your bones in the process, and really help your confidence in the gym. And, and, you know, you burn calories in the process and it's a really good workout. It's a really good stress reliever to, to lift weights. So resistance training and weight training, perfectly fine for females, as long as you're doing them properly. And if you have any questions, 
If you're new to weight training, you know, talk to the other women there that are more experienced for some help. Talk to some guys in the gym, you know, ask them some, uh, some help. Hey, you know, how do I do this lift, et cetera. So it's really nothing to be scared about. I mean, every guy, you know, wants a woman to come up to them in the gym and, and ask them questions. That's like, that's fantastic to have. Another thing that's really good for women is yoga. And it's good for men too, but women, especially yoga is really cool because it's a nice little community and most yoga studios are majority female. So if you're into hanging out with other females and, you know, talking and all doing all that stuff, you can really make a lot of friends through the yoga community. And then Pilates is something too that I personally partake in and Pilates is incredibly good because it works your core. So as a female, that's another really good option. And if you do like a pyro Pilates, it's going to help your endurance. So I'm a big advocate of weight training, resistance training, yoga, Pilates, pyro Pilates, and then also cardio. You know, women tend to shy away from cardio compared to men. And we see that all the time. And then you have a sliver of females who are extremely serious about cardio and extremely serious about endurance running. And they do a lot of training and those women are really committed. But if you're just a woman, you're just an average gym rat and you, you want to increase your endurance, cardio is a great way to do it. So my preferences for cardio hill running, I like to do high intensity training 15, 20 minutes of high intensity training. And I'm not an advocate of treadmills, bicycles. I see so many overweight females and males in the gym, on the treadmill, on the bicycle for like an hour every day, and they don't get any, any progress. And that's because at the end of the day, cardio is going to more is going to be more likely to help your heart health and your overall health than it will to help you burn fat. So if you are just trying to lose weight, you should try to do cardio. That's fun. Try to do cardio. That's fun. Strengthen your heart and then stay tuned to the next segment where we talk about diet because diet is going to be the key to losing the fat. It's not, you're not going to be able to outrun a bad diet by doing a bunch of treadmill work. It just doesn't work. And, and frankly, as a former endurance athlete, I did not get faster and better at running by going on the treadmill or going on the elliptical or going on the, on the bicycle, the stationary bicycle that doesn't work. You really think the Kenyan marathon runners grew up on a treadmill to, to run these marathons? No, they were outside barefoot running for hours and hours and hours and miles and miles and miles. That's how they improve their, their endurance. So and it's not as fun. It's not as fun. It's not as fun to run on a treadmill at the gym than it is to go and find a nice trail to run and safely, safely carry your mace with you. Very, you know, it's not safe for uh, men or women really to be on a, a trail like that. It could be a killer out there, you know, waiting for you, but, um, you know, do it safely, try to find a running group and do it that because at the end of the day, it's just not fun to do cardio in the gym. It's not fun. Go do it outdoors. Enjoy the outdoors. 
and you'll stick to it and you'll commit to it when, when that, when that happens. Rick, what do you have on this topic before we move on to diet? Um, I have quite a bit to say, but I'll, you've already covered some of it. Let me cover it myself. I, so I definitely, I like looking at Instagram quite a bit. I, I have a, a few female, uh, both competitors and just female fitness models that, that promote my brand and guys too. And one thing I've noticed, okay, between the females that are getting incredible, great results and the females that are, that have pictures in their Instagram, in the gym for the last four or five years and still don't, don't have a really good before and after, but the girls who are competing that are out there doing it and look better year after year after year. And I know some of these girls that look better year after year after year have quit steroids completely. Some of them because they're not competing and they little voice side effects. They got this, that side effect that they didn't like it. So they, they got off the steroids, but they still um, are on their Instagram grind posting content all the time they're they're trying to make a little bit of a little bit of income from their instagram followers well when i look at some of the stories of these girls training the girls that are getting the results they train with the intensity of a dude i mean the intensity of a dude to be to be quite honest with you uh that's the kind of intensity they, they put in if you ever seen uh like go, Vivian Winkler on uh, Instagram. She is a, a champion of a champion of a champion. Gorgeous lady. Very feminine still, but completely developed. If you look at videos of her training, she is um, she's on the verge of tears in her training. Pumping out rep after rep after rep. Pushing beyond failure. I mean, going, going hard. Really... When the going hard, when when the pain is there, the way the way the men do. Go watch a video, uh, Steve, of, of the girl that posts on the forum of Helen, uh, doing uh, doing push-ups. I mean, she posted a video of herself one day, just kind of doing doing some push-ups. I mean, she she looked like uh, like in, like she was in the army or something. I mean, just just the the intensity, the explosiveness, you know, the movements, and. Then there's girls who they post pictures in the gym. They got they have nice looking bodies, but they're not developed. They're not like wow, look at that. And then when you look at their stories and they they like to put little videos in the gym, you just see that kind of little bullshit as a little ah, just kind of just kind of going through the motions. Like they're going into the gym doing their workouts, but they're not enduring pain. They're not pushing the muscle to pain. They're not trying to push the muscle past failure to, so that it has no other choice but to grow and, and develop to keep up with the workload. You know, I don't, I don't know a lot of girls are really putting, putting it in like that. And, and there, I got some, I know some very good examples of girls that maybe wanted to be competitors. They use a little bit of steroids. They got their Instagram grind going. They didn't like the side effects. They don't want to do the steroids anymore. Get off steroids completely. And they 
get on their grind and they still make progress. But those females, I mean, they're training hard. They're pushing hard. They're not just going through the motions. It's not just your typical little cardio bunny. They're going hard. And, um, you know, that, that is, that makes a huge difference. The intensity, whatever you do, you know, and yeah, definitely yoga, Pilates, all that stuff is great. I, I think, I think that's awesome. But when you do some weights when you get on the machine, girls, if you don't push it till it hurts, if you're not willing to shout out a little bit, you know, like the tennis players, the female tennis players, when they hit the ball, if you're not willing to, you know, to grunt it out a little bit, you might not be working hard enough. You might be like, like guys are sometimes kind of wasting your time a little bit in there going through the motions. If you're not willing to really go, go hard, you know, go hard. So I just wanted to put that out there for, for the training. All you ladies out there, um, push it, you know, push beyond failure, you know, push, push them and shout a little bit. If you, if you want, I don't think and none of the dudes are mine depending on what gym you're going to, right? But you'll be fine. Just just push that shit. Vivian Winkler, there's just some videos of her and her trainer. She's a champion, right? She's a champion. Her face and everything, very, very feminine. She's not on a ton of juice. She looks very feminine, very well-developed, gorgeous lady. I mean, she is literally kind of crying, and then you have the coach, you know, helping her with force reps, making her do extra. There's, there's, uh, I've seen a couple of videos where she's trying to like get off the seat and be done. And, and her female coach pushes her back on the seat <laughs> and says, you know, in Portuguese, because this is Brazilian lady, I'm not fucking done yet. Come on. And that level of intensity, that level of, of commitment. Um, you know, a, a, a reporter, a journalist once asked Muhammad Ali, how many sit-ups you can do? And Muhammad Ali said, you know, I don't know because I don't start counting until they hurt, right? Because that's when it really matters. It only matters when it hurts. You know, you're only pushing against your, your wall, your limit, and pushing the wall back, backwards, um, unless it hurts and you're pushing through the pain. And then maybe in a month, this rep and th th these amount of reps and these weights won't feel as painful. And then three, four months from now, these amount of reps and, and this amount of weight won't feel like anything. It'll be like my, my warm-up. And unless you keep pushing each set and each exercise to the point of that pain, girls, you're, you're leaving a lot of gains and a lot of good progress at the gym that you should be taking home with you just because you, whatever training program you're doing, whatever, whatever it is, I'm not going to get into, Oh, do this exercise, do that. You work on whatever you want to, you, you want to shape your body, but the progress will be made in that zone of pain on the last few reps, the zone of pain where the bros are grunting. Yeah. You have to remember you're stressing out any type of training. You're stressing out the body so that it has to, get stronger. So, you know, it's the same concept with fasting, which we're going to get into when we talk about diet. A lot of people don't understand fasting. You're stressing out the body when you fast. That's the whole point because you're making your body stronger in the process. If we just, and, and you know, it's the same thing with weight training. 
But as we get into the diet topic, you keep every time you feel hungry, every time you feel stressed, you throw food at your body. And there's been studies that have come out. One specific study that I'm looking at is from the University of Leeds over in the United Kingdom. And they did a study on this, the way stress disrupts normal eating habits for females, but especially females. So if you're stressed out about a, a relative who's sick, things that really stress you out, stressed out over work issues, stressed out over anything, women tend to eat to manage that stress versus men who tend to not eat when they're stressed out. I know me personally, if I'm stressed out, I have no appetite, but women are the opposite. When they're stressed out, they tend to eat. And, and a lot of that has to do you know, with the hormones, the um, cortisol, and it just becomes a habitual thing. You know, the caffeine consumption, the high, the high sugar snacks, even things like alcohol and smoking and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, you know, as a female, you have to do the same discipline as men do. In your situation, don't keep junk food in the house. I tell people this all the time. Don't believe the BS about cheat meals or cheat days or any of this stuff. Because if you're a drug addict, if you're a, this is what I tell people, if you're a heroin addict, do you really think the solution is to just take heroin once a week? Because ah, it's a, I'm going to have a cheat day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam some heroin in me. Is that really going to cure your addiction? No. So if you're addicted to sugars and you use stress to eat food, then eating crappy food whenever you get stressed once a week or having a cheat meal once a week or having a cheat day, it's not going to fix the issue. So right off the bat, go into your pantry after you're done with this podcast or pause the podcast, go to your pantry, go to your fridge, go to your freezer and take all the junky food, put it in a box and go down and donate it Okay, to whatever organization you have that takes food and give it to them. And you need to start eating healthy foods. Natural, whole, single ingredient foods are what you need. Lots of fruits, lots of vegetables. If you consume animal products, good quality eggs, humane friendly stamped eggs are the best quality eggs, pasture raised eggs, or find a local farmer who properly raises his chickens where they're outside in the sun, getting that vitamin D from the sun, eating worms, eating insects, eating seeds off the ground. That's the eggs you want. You don't want the eggs from the factory farms. You want good quality, high fat cuts of meat. You want, um, it sounds really bad, but organs, bone marrow from bone broth, make some bone broth. Those are, those are the healthy foods that you should be sticking to. And then time restrict your, your intake of food, time restricted eating, eating a two hour window, a four hour window, six hour window, at most an eight hour window. That's the way we're supposed to eat as human beings. We're not supposed to eat 12 hours a day. We're not supposed to wake up at six o'clock and eat food and then eat, eat, eat all day till, till eight and 10 o'clock at night. It's not the way we're supposed to eat. It's not the way our stomachs are designed. So you want to keep your insulin levels managed as a female and as a male. So you don't want to like wake up in the morning, throw a bunch of food at your body, spike your insulin levels for the day because you're not going to be able to burn fat. So time restricted. I love working with females on weight loss. That's what I specialize in. 
So my info is in the show notes. Any females out there, hit me up. I will help you lose weight. I will help you get on a proper diet and lose weight. By the end of the day, you have to get your stress under control. If stress is causing you to eat, you need to get your stress under control. The number one way to manage stress for a female is exercise. One hour a day of exercise will get the baby batter out and will prevent you from using that crutch of stress into eating foods that you shouldn't be eating. So very, very important. Rick, what tips do you give for females on diet? I think what I've noticed for females, cutting out the sugars and cutting out the simple carbs has an incredible result. My opinion, way more impressive than on men. You know, so ladies, if you want more, a little bit more defined, leaner, easier to lean, get lean up, no more sugar waters ever. No artificial sweeteners. Don't, don't be a baby. You don't need all of your drinks to be flavored and sweet. How about just some water? How about some bone broth? Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Green tea, no sugars, no nothing. Black tea, no sugar, no nothing. Don't be a baby. Any guy listen to this podcast, you've heard me say this a million times, but female, this might be the only time you listen to our podcast is because somebody put you onto it. You don't need your stuff to be sweet. All right, ladies, you don't, you don't, you don't need any sweet drinks. Start off with that. Boom. No more bread. Okay. No more bread. Oh, you're going to have a fajita. You're going to have a burger, even a hot dog. Wrap that shit in lettuce. That's my new thing. Just wrap it in lettuce many different options what kind of lettuce you can have just substitute the bread for the lettuce not as fun because the bread is basically sugars if you leave a piece of bread in your in your in your mouth just a couple of minutes it'll turn sweet because the enzymes in your saliva are already breaking that bread down into sugar that's it's just sugar get rid of the sugars in your diet if you can include Fasting, water fasting, two, three days. If you can include time-restricted feeding. I'll give you a quick, uh, a quick story of something that happened, uh, Steve. I, um, so, I, so I was staying at my house with this fitness girl. This, be, this is a good story for you ladies. Staying at my house with this fitness girl. And she was not competing when she was on her grind. And just situations, she stayed at my house for a little while. She was on a six meal a day diet. I'm fasting, time restricted feeding. She would meal prep and she would make me stuff as well, male portions, because we, you know, we have more muscle mass. We burn more calories than you ladies. And um, and she would, you know, she had her time in her meals that she had, you know, she put together this program with her coach. And I'm like, hey, I just time restricted feed, four hour heating window. So she would have her six meals. She'd start with the breakfast, she'd eat that, and then she'd put that plate on the side for me. Then she would have her second, and then she would put that on the side for me. And then when the time came, I would just scarf it all up in four hours. I'd have all my six meals. And whatever she might have later before bed, I'd have that now too. And then I'd be done. Four hours, I'd be done. She would be pissed 
oh man, unbearable for like the last half hour before she got to eat again. Cause you know, her her coach put her on a a tight schedule what time she could eat and not man. She can fucking be around her. Couldn't say shit to her (laughs) right before she was due to eat. Cause she was in a caloric deficit. She got these six little tiny meals every fucking, you know, a few times a day. She got these six, she got these six little tiny meals uh, throughout the day. And so she just ate enough. And then She'd be satiated for a while and then she'd be hungry again until the next meal. I'm time restricted feeding. I don't get hungry anymore. I've got to remind myself to eat because I just hunger is just not something I experience anymore because I'm I'm on my time restricted feeding grind. You know, I killed the hunger. And I remember that experience with her and she she took up fasting afterwards. And now now she's. You know, the fasting guru, she's teaching her clients on, on Instagram how to fast, which is kind of funny. But she kind of picked it up for me. She's seen I was just really relaxed, got my work done, got my training done, didn't worry about feeding all the time. These six meals consumed her freaking day, so much energy. And then she was hungry six times a day before the next meal. This is a caloric deficit, like a real caloric deficit meal. Like she's trying to get into, into a single digit body fat right for for photo shoot and a couple of other things she was going to be a model for a um for this car show and all these things right so she's got all these things going on so so she picked it up for me and now you know she's she's not hungry six times a day suffering uh, you kill the hunger ladies you stop with these sugars stop with these damn simple carbohydrates uh, make sure to water fast you know two days in a row once a month if you can don't indulge in these sugars and start to, to cut down your feeding time. I think insulin and I think insulin being dumped throughout the day in your body, I think it's worse on the, on the girls than, than it is on, on the men. I think, you know, from what I've seen helping, well, I've helped many more men than I have females, but I've been closer day after day after day with fitness females that maybe I've, dated throughout my years and so i see that and and i think that's incredibly important i think uh uh you know a guy who's already in decent shape gets into into time restricted feeding and fasting it'll definitely improve the way things the way things move along you get a female to to take up time restricted feeding just feeding a four-hour window fasting 48 72 hour water fast I mean, the results are, are are very, very impressive on a female, in my, in my opinion, getting that that whole insulin situation under control. So. If you're storing fat as a male or a female, but for females, you store fat in different places than men. A lot of females store fat in their thighs, their bellies, all over, you know? Men tend to store fat specifically you know, and around our stomachs as well. But look, as a female, you're listening to this, you've got more fat on your frame than you would like, right? Stubborn fat. You've tried everything. You've tried every diet. You've worked out hard, all this stuff. Don't let anybody ever tell you, oh, it's your fault. It's your fault. Because it's not, you know, you've because you try all these diets, they don't work. When you eat a caloric deficit diet or you follow Weight Watchers or you do IF5YM IF5, and fits or macros and all this 
bullshit. What happens is you're just slowing down your metabolism in the process. So if you're eating a thousand less calories a day, your body's going to burn a thousand less calories a day. So that's why you're basically going to lose weight initially, and then your body will adjust, and then you, you're just going to gain it all back and more. You end up even fatter because once you start going back to eat the way you ate before, your body's metabolism is going to be slower than it was before. So you're actually going to be in way more of a surplus. So yes, calories in, calories out makes the difference if you're weight, gaining weight or, or losing weight. But calories in affects calories out. And what you do affects calories out. But no one ever factors that in. That's why these stupid Weight Watcher diets and counting points and all stuff doesn't work. Long term, it does not work. It may work in the short term. So at the end of the day, the way you burn those excess fat stores is by starving your body. You have to starve your body so your body is forced to use those fat stores for energy. That's energy on your frame to be used at a later time. But if you're always eating every, like Rick said, six meals a day, and your, your body has no reason to burn that fat, it's just going to keep storing fat, or at worst, it's just going to stay the same. So we want to attack those fat stores, and fasting is, is the way you do it, quickly, healthy, and efficiently. And by fasting, you're actually putting your body more in an insulin sensitive state. So insulin sensitivity is another, what Rick mentioned about insulin being more stubborn with females is, is there's validity to it because females do give birth. So females have a different biology than men for that reason. Females hold more fat than men. That's just a fact, you know, uh, with fish, for example, the female fish are bigger than the male fish. So, you know, that's just the biology and the way our species is, that's how our, our species is. Women are smaller than the men generally, but hold more body fat because they have to hold a baby in their stomach for nine months. So that's the way it is. So anyway, my point is your body has to burn the excess fat. Okay. And the, the best way to do it is through fasting. And fasting, like I said, will, it will boost your insulin sensitivity so that not only do you burn the fat in the short term, but over the long term, you get the benefits of a boost in insulin sensitivity where your body is more apt to burn fat in the future versus storing fat. So it's a yin and yang. Your body wants to store fat to be used at a later date. But when you're eating in a time-restricted window and you're not eating for a long period of time, say 20 hours or 22 hours out of the day, during that time, your body is going to feed into those fat stores for energy. And then and during your feeding window, it's going to store the fat back, but it's not going to store the fat as fast as you're burning it because you're eating in such a small window. And then your insulin levels are not going to be elevated all day where your body's going to be. If your insulin levels are elevated, you're going to be in a fat storage mode. And the opposite of the insulin levels, your glucagon, your glucagon is going to be low and your insulin is going to be high. We want to switch that. We want your insulin levels to be low and your glucagon to be high. When you put your body in that state, that's when your body burns that excess fat. So 
I it really annoys me when people out there they don't grasp that. So if you're an overweight female right now, you cannot follow what the Instagram model is doing and have success because that Instagram is already skinny. You have to follow what's going to work for you. What works in what works for you is going to be different. You know, so unless that Instagram model used to be fat and she lost the fat and now she's going to teach you how to lose the fat as well. That's a different story. So it's the same thing with, you know, it's the same uh, aspect with men. So we have to, we have to understand it. So bottom line, look, it's not your fault that you're overweight. It's just that you've been given the wrong information on how to lose weight. And, you know, so like I said, come on the forums, find me on the forums, hit me up, get in touch with me. I'll, uh, I'll get you where you need to go. All right, Rick, we have a minute left. You want to finish out the show with your final thoughts? That's it. That's all I got, buddy. <laughs> 430 episode, guys, and gals. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, gal. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.